0: post call this episode is brought to you by hot chicken it's like chicken but hot
1: nashville's latest craze hot chicken because who knew how many taste buds you had hot chicken the only chicken in nashville
0: that's not entirely true, but it's it's more or less true. You can get other chicken, but no one really does. And if you do, people kind of look down on you. Because surely wherever you go is going to have
1: hot chicken, if they're selling chicken, pretty yeah. much. I feel like if... And I, wait, we should introduce ourselves... Oh, I'm Matt <laughs> <laughs> I'm John, and i'm matt and we we also have someone else here too.
0: I'm Ted, also live in the house, or should we say allow us to reintroduce ourselves? my name is j o h n John because the last episode we did was. Our first day of residency. Um, Woo! And now it is day number... Ted calculated it. It's
2: day 84 of residency, John.
0: 84. Man, time flies. That's crazy. That's crazy.
2: 84 days of pediatrics for Matt. 84 days of internal medicine for you and I.
0: Time flies. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. And it's not that we... Okay, so... People are going to be wondering what happened, Why? where have they been,
1: I've been here twiddling my thumbs, where are John and Matt and Ted? Just You guys are probably refreshing the podcast app. Constantly. Um, Just trying to do all the iOS updates, like why am I not getting a new podcast? Is there a glitch? iOS 10, is it what it's all cracked up to be? I haven't gotten a new post called podcast, I'm writing into Apple, guys, we're sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, for those of you who have heard about the podcast we're still up and running we're an active podcast we bring new material to the forefront we, we can as much upload as we, can.
1: we can upload three hours to soundcloud
0: yeah we don't really have the funds right now to support <laughs> anything more than just three or four episodes at a time you can email us personally if you want like the first couple episodes the first one in particular was really long uh but it, it'll <laughs> it'll teach you how to move for residency for example and and the, and, and to sum it up Penske or die essentially, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um that, that just
1: saved you an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, that sums it up. It was about an hour and a half, if I don't, if I if I'm not mistaken. But all right. Day eighty-four, is it? It's day eighty four. Day eighty-four. I'm alert and oriented and we're ready to go. Yeah. So hot chicken.
1: Yeah, it's um you've probably heard of it. If you don't live in Nashville, KFC has um, co-opted it. And you guys probably think that people in Nashville are addicted to hot chicken.
0: That's what they want you to think. Yeah. And there's good reason people come here and they try it, and it's great. It is so great. Um, There's a little revenge, though, Mm -hmm. sometimes. Um First of all, nah. Well, well we won't what? get we won't get too deeply into it, but the, the 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 first thing you have to do the first time you get hot chicken, you're faced with a a whole array of spice levels, and you need to pick what your spice level is going to be. And in a way, you're kind of saying how what type of person you are. Also, mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's a lot of pressure, especially when you're in a group. It's a gut wrenching decision.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think we can walk you through what it's like to, to make that decision um, through our experience. And we, we, I think we got hot chicken within the first week of moving to Nashville. And the first place that we went to was in East Nashville, and it was called Pepper Fire. And the first thing that the cashier said to us or the, the uh, server behind the counter was, have you guys been to Pepper Fire before? And we said no. And she said, okay, well, let me orient you to the restaurant and the spice levels. And that, like, never happens yeah. at any restaurant where they're like, let mm. me give you an orientation. Like, this is, you need, like, four hours of, like, didactics. Yeah. Then you need to pass, like, uh, an exam. And then you're allowed to eat here.
0: I've never been to Chick fil A, and they say this is our normal Chick fil A sandwich and this is our spicy Chick fil A sandwich. And now you can make an informed decision.
2: You really ought to have an orientation before going to the Cheesecake Factory, however, with that <laughs> textbook of a menu there.
0: I'm just so pepper fires, they've got it figured out. They do. They do. And they can spot newbies from afar. Um, it's pretty easy. We're, we're bright eyed and bushy tailed, we're, uh, we're ready to get. Into it, we're ready to get fully immersed in the experience that is hot chicken, and I think for some of us, it kind of comes back
1: to bite us. Mm-hmm. And and I think at Pepper Fire, e- each place um, has a different scale in which they grade their heat. I, I believe Pepper Fire um, has a Southern, which is your traditional, no extra spice. You're just there to enjoy some fried chicken. Then you have your mild, your medium. You're hot, and then they have extra hot, double extra hot, and triple. Is there it, a triple? No, they drop the line. Double. They drop the line at double, and I gotta say the I, science
0: isn't there yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> we literally haven't made a pepper hot enough to make the rub that would make triple extra hot. And I gotta give it to Pepper Fire because you got a lot of cutesy names for other spices at other Nashville hot chicken places. And they just get straight to the punch, you know. This is this is medium, hot, extra hot, extra, extra hot. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things you run into when you talk to a Nashville native is uh, their concerns about consistency when they go to any hot chicken place. But my understanding is that Pepper Fire is pretty consistent um, regulating
1: the heat level. And you can imagine that's probably pretty hard to do. Yeah, and and what John is saying, and I I think will come to light later on, is that we really need the FDA to regulate this. Um, You have no idea what a medium is on a Tuesday or a Friday Mm -hmm. at Pepper Fire.
0: You don't know who's working behind there
2: either. Just an observation that I've kind of come across in terms of grading the consistency of the heat of hot chicken is you can really tell how consistent it's gonna be by the level of professionalism in the marketing of the establishment. If they have a logo that was designed by a graphic designer and not someone's cousin, yeah. You can think that it might be a little more consistent in terms of
0: your heat level. Right.
2: But at your more authentic hot chicken places, you're it's gonna be inconsistent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit on it. It's the, you're trading, uh, consistency for authenticity mm-hmm. because you know, when you come home, mama's making hot chicken, she's going to make the hot chicken. You know, mama's going to do what mom's going to do. She's going to put however much rub she wants on that breast and fry that bad boy. You know what I mean? And you have little say, you can say you want a little hotter or milder and she'll say yes. Mm-hmm. But that's that's not what happens in the mm-hmm. authentic places. They they kind of give you what uh, is is in the fryer and and what's what's you know the the meat of the day. You know you can mm-hmm. come on a Tuesday; it's gonna be different from a Thursday. But that's all part of the experience in some places.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Where we, we we were at Pepper Fire though. Yeah, we were at, we were at Pepper Fire. And from my experience, okay, only being there
1: once is pretty consistent mm-hmm. <laughs> with <laughs> an N of one. Yeah, um, and. So we're 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 oriented. Mm-hmm. We're oriented now um to the heat levels. Um they even will dunk a, a slice of bread, a little piece of bread in there for you to taste some of the rub mm-hmm. on a piece of bread before yeah. uh, before making your purchase. Yeah. And and I I won't I, I don't necessarily want to say that the heat level that you choose like says what kind of person you are. But for me, like I'm I'm not the best with spicy foods, but I I I like to get out of my comfort zone, but I also want to like enjoy the meal mm-hmm. i amongst my friends I'm more on the risk averse end, but I don't want to just get southern chicken I, right. i'm in nashville i am I'm, I'm away from home, but for the first time I'm exploring this this place, so I settle on medium, yeah, yeah, that's boring well,
0: or it's you know not. it
1: may have been mild i I don't know, but it was one of the ends. I was in the m zone. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was
0: strongly in the M zone, and uh, that is a fundamental difference between Matt and, Ma- Matt and I. It turns <laughs> out, um, basically, that Matt makes good decisions, and I just jump the gun and I get way too deep into it. And I try; I, it's all part of the experience for me. And I, let's say I had too much of an experience. I feel
2: like. This is sort of a microcosm between the difference in your personality and Matt's personality. That might be getting a little existential for the podcast, but it it's out there. We yeah. had, we'd
1: we already gone there, man. I mean.
0: <laughs> this is turning into a philosophical podcast. So,
1: so Ted, uh, let everyone know what heat level John settled on.
2: I believe after tasting the hot on the bread when he got his sample, he said... I can do more than this Mm -hmm. and I think he (laughs) settled on extra extra hot yeah which which correct me if I'm wrong is the hottest heat level available at pepper fire
0: it is it's approaching uh infinity heat actually it's the asymptote (laughs) of hot chicken (laughs) now now let me take you through the process it took to get there we walk in. We're oriented. We got this. We got southern style, medium, mild, or mild, medium, hot, extra hot, extra, extra hot.
1: Bypasses the M-Zone. Just yeah. flies by the M-Zone.
0: I, I am in the orientation group. We're all excited. We're giddy. We know <laughs> the chicken's coming. We can see them frying it in the back. Big, burly men who know what they're doing. And the sample is on white bread. So if you've never had a hot chicken, it t- traditionally comes on a slice of white bread plain white bread with the the hot chicken on top with a pickle on top with a toothpick stuck through the pickle into the chicken. And the, two, two pickles, two pickles, I'm sorry. And so they take some of their white bread and they just dump it into the rub and they give you a, a taste of, of what you're getting yourself into. So... You know, we started off. Someone who was like, "I'll, oh, I'll see what the medium's like." You know, some of the more conservative people, Matt, for example, <laughs> will, would say would say medium, and so you know that's not that bad. And so you know, I'll, I think I'll stick with that. And then I, I fancy myself more tolerant to the spices. I like a little heat to it. I, I can sweat. It, it gets me hiccuping, but that's all part of the experience for me. Um, it clears up my sinuses. Uh, I, I get the rush. You know, so I. It gets to me, and people have already gotten like the hot. Someone has has actually tried the hot already, and I, I I try the extra hot. I was like, yeah, whatever. And and my chest is out. I'm peacocking, and and everyone's looking at me like, oh, you're crazy. And there's our, there's a level above the one I'm tasting, so it, I didn't think it was a big deal or anything. And so I I take the sample, and the thing about tasting the sample of the rub of the of the extra hot. It's not super hot right away. Let it, it takes it takes about the time, let's say, mm, between the time you taste it and after you ordered for it to really set in. If what, I were to would, would you say it's like dubstep music? You're like <laughs> kind of like the beat. Like You're builds. waiting for the heat to drop.
1: <laughs> Let
0: that heat drop. So I taste it and you know, there's no I'm not floored, no one's calling nine one one. I, everyone's safe. I'm not sweating. It's fine. And and so I said, you know what? Everyone starts ordering. I'm the last to order. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the extra, extra hot because I'm here for the experience. I tried the extra hot. It's fine. And um, we go through the whole transaction. I pull out my card. She's swiping. As she's swiping my card, that's when I feel the the head rush. I get the head rush. I've only tried the, the extra hot at this point. Mm-hmm. So, I've only tried the extra hot. She's swiping my card. And then on my way, just between the cashier and the water that I was ended up <laughs> sprinting towards, which was like 10 feet, I start sweating. I get hot and heated. Um, I think I start crying. And I start hiccuping like crazy. There's something about spicy food that gets my phrenic nerve all up in a tizzy. And I start hiccuping all over the place. And I sit down, and people look at me, and they're like, you don't look good. And I was like, I don't feel good. <laughs> and I had only tried the extra hot at this point. And everyone's talking about what heat level they got. And they get to me, and I'm like, well, I think I, think I got the extra, extra hot. And and no one really says anything. They're just kind of like silently like looking no, down. I, they I, know what's about to
1: happen. I I said something. <laughs>
0: um, Matt was so excited. <laughs> I was
1: so excited that John had got double extra. Hot. Matt was about to get dinner in an, a uh, dinner in <laughs> a movie and a show. <laughs> and and John starts second guessing himself. He's like, He's my sorry. mouth it hurts. I'm hiccuping. I'm sweating profusely and this was just a little nibble of it i i only ordered 30 seconds ago i can totally ask for them to change the heat level to something more reasonable for my first time here and i tell john you cannot change your double x for hot you cannot take that from me yeah because i wanted to watch that
0: yeah it's like matt had tickets to the super bowl and i stole him <laughs> right out in front of his eyes and i there was just something in me where i i realized you know maybe in my younger days i would have like sucked through this but at this point in my life it's just not worth the risk and i just got to cut my losses and so then i then i had to do what i what i now refer to as the um the hot chicken walk of shame <laughs> between the table that we were sitting at and the cashier I don't even go right up. I don't cut the line. There's like four people in line getting their orientation, you know, that we had gotten. And I wait quietly, patiently for that. And I get to the front and I was like, "Hey, remember me? Um, you know how people make mistakes sometimes. <laughs> this is surely isn't the first time someone's ordered extra extra hot and came back and regretted it." Is there any way I could get that changed to just, I don't know, uh, hot, like a normal hot? So I was, like, I was really backtracking. And she goes, oh. And I, was, I thought it was going to be easy, like, oh, yeah, sure, no, no, absolutely. Like, we can definitely do that for you. Um, uh, it'll be even free on, on us because, you know, it, it, we probably did a bad job orienting you.
1: Like, I honestly, like, Pepper Fire should have a system in place that, like, if you order the double extra hot, yeah they don't actually even enter it for, like, 15 minutes yeah there's a delay there's just like oh yeah no that's just our protocol like yeah you you tell us double extra hot we don't believe you um we wait we have a 15 minute grace period yeah and and then we actually tell the chefs
0: mm-hmm.
1: who again the chefs are these
0: big burly guys who um they can handle double x hot you can just tell by looking at them and so she goes so instead of saying oh yeah sure oh yeah 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 go back to your seat oh yeah 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 here's an extra large ice water Instead of doing that, she she judgingly and begrudgingly walks back uh, to the to these guys and murmurs something. I don't know what she says. Um, and then from underneath all the shelves back there in the kitchen, these these two like manly men guys kneel down and both are staring at me. And they just kind of silently shake their head. And then they look at her and give her uh, like a nod or something. She comes back and she says. Yeah, I think they'll be able to do that for you. They'll be able to do the just the regular hot. And I said, Thank you very much. Swallowed my pride and finished my walk back to the table. And sat down. I told Matt, he was incredibly disappointed. <laughs> he was actually really disappointed in me, because he knew what was gonna happen.
1: And it and it was fine. And um but there, there was something else entertaining that, that also happened later once we'd actually gotten our chicken. You know, John got his hot. And, and I totally agree with John that at least on one hot chicken occasion, you need to get a heat level that gets you out of your comfort zone, stretches you, and makes you sweat. Because if you're not sweating, <laughs> I, I believe it. Honestly, you're not doing it right. No. And But there's one way in which you just overshoot the sweat. You overshoot the sweat, and that's if you get the spice somewhere other than your mouth. <laughs> which is what happened to Ted at Pepper Fire. And I will let him elaborate on this. So it happened. I got
2: I got my hot chicken. I got the tenders, which is a pro tip if you're trying to keep the spice out of your eyes. The tenders are a good <laughs> option because you yeah. get to use a knife and fork. It's a little more difficult to do that if you order like chicken on the bone because you have to inevitably pick that up and eat it with your hands because there's no other way to eat that. But... I did, so it happened. I had gotten my nice uh, Steagle Rattler. It was delicious. I thought it was going to be very refreshing with my hot chicken. And immediately, I have my first bite, dipped in some ranch dressing. I I had selected the hot spice level, so sort of in the middle, what John had gotten.
0: Eventually.
2: It was was too hot. But (laughs) (laughs) for for some strange reason, after uh, eating my first couple bites of hot chicken, I had an itch in my eye and decided to itch my eye with my hand. Um as, as we are
0: ones to do as humans.
2: And didn't really realize that maybe some of the dry rub had come off onto my fingertips, mm. which had then inoculated my eye with a pretty large capsaicin load. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of became problematic for the rest of the meal. You guys might be able to comment. I think it was my right eye that mm-hmm. yep. became quite red. Uh... Very watery and pretty uncomfortable. Um, it,
0: it's what we call a medical tie-in. It's what we call a chemical conjunctivitis.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So indeed, I had a chemical conjunctivitis, and it was unpleasant for me. I think the other people at the table were entertained. So I mean, I'm glad
1: they enjoyed that. Yeah, Matt finally but, had his show. Yeah, kind of it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and and i and again, this is a whole other thing that pepper fire should know that this happens, and there need to be those like in labs in like high school or college, how there's like the eye wash station like Ted needed that <laughs> he needed water to just be jettisoned into yeah. his eyes, and he 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 would have made a better he would have enjoyed his meal more yeah the True. the first three the
0: top three treatments for chemical eye injuries is irrigation, mm-hmm. irrigation, irrigation, mm-hmm. not hot chicken. That that's counterproductive, more irrigation. Mm-hmm. They didn't have gloves or anything. They didn't have chicken wearing like chicken eating wearing gloves. Yeah. Anything like that. No dangerous signs. Yeah. Um so in a way I think, you know, both Ted and
1: I we really we really got injured during that meal. And I was only able to eat half of mine. Like, I couldn't even eat all of mine.
0: Did you, um, you got medium, right? I got medium. I think I had some of yours to cool my mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> like, just by comparison, <laughs> I had some. Oh, you know what? Oh, so we should... This is worth mentioning. We did not just get the typical
1: oh, hot
0: yeah, chicken. No. So we got the Tenders Royale, which for anyone with coronary artery disease in Nashville may know is... Hot chicken, not on top of just a slice of white bread, no, no, no. no. That would be, to some people, too healthy. What you do is you get a grilled cheese, grilled in butter, and then you take that bad boy and you deep fry it, and then you put hot chicken on top of that, and then you make what's called a tender's royale, which is a fancy way of saying a heart attack on a plate. Just just waiting to strike you when your cholesterol gets high enough.
2: Welcome to Tennessee, ladies Welcome and to gentlemen. Tennessee,
0: the Tennessee regular. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we had been warned about this and it's 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 something that you can't if you eat the whole thing there, you know, people are impressed. I don't think any us any of us finished it just because it was so spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, And I brought, I remember bringing the leftovers home and looking at that the next morning was the least appetizing thing I think I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Because not only was I getting what we had now referred to as Pepper Fire's Revenge in the bathroom that morning. (laughs) But to look at my foe, my enemy, the the chicken that defeated me Mm -hmm. in the morning, um, I couldn't take it. I had to throw it out. I don't know if I told you that before, but I had to throw it out.
1: (laughs) I I, I didn't know that, man.
0: And this is coming from someone who doesn't throw out anything. I will eat anything. I don't care how long it's been in the whatever. If it's been out of the fridge for a day, it's fine. You know, germs are good sometimes.
2: This man puts bread in the
1: refrigerator at home.
0: Yeah, you know, it lasts longer. I'm not a fast bread eater. Matt's in a race against the clock right I, now with his bread. I,
1: I, I did tell John that earlier today. I'm, I'm racing my bread. <laughs> and I actually had a grilled cheese. Um, it was not deep fried. <laughs> we, we should have a
0: segment called Stuff Single White Guys Do on the show and just talk about things that we think only we do <laughs> in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> like racing against the loaf of bread. To eat it before it gets moldy, I feel like that's one of the things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, yeah,
2: that's a sad truism of our lives.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I got a uh, no, no, I won't go there. Well, do you wanna? We, that'll be for another show. We can we can briefly touch in. We we've in the in the intervening time between day one and eighty four eighty four, yeah. we we've received some um, listener mail to... Yeah postcallpodcast at gmail.com. Postcallpodcast at gmail.com. We've received uh, a couple of questions. Um, One question we'll touch on um, was, what are our white coat pocket essentials?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That was a good one. We've only had two months to think about the answer to. I'll, I'll go ahead and say mine. On pediatrics... Pretty much, no one wears their white coats, so I, I can't even answer this question yet. All right, that's a cop
0: out. That's such a cop out. Where do you keep your dinosaur-shaped reflex hammer?
1: I don't have one.
0: <laughs> oh man, what about the um, the iguana-shaped uh, pen light, or you know, like the the polar bear-shaped pen light? You gotta have one of those, right? How do you?
1: Well, okay. I'm not gonna judge. I you. I can't tell you, dude, these are you have to do a pediatrics residency to learn these secrets. <laughs> uh, I needed all the help I could
0: get when I was on PEDS. What do you keep in your pocket, John?
1: In my pockets.
0: Okay. Well, I can it's nothing like crazy, but I will say I will tell you about the configuration. So my left coat pocket, my left you know, on the left breast pocket, whatever, right there on the side. That's where I pretty much have all my go-to things. I have my, and we've talked about this, and I won't get into it again, but my Pilot 0.38, black, red, and blue, and a Sharpie highlighter. Thin is all the, the it's, is. I have my pen light first. From, from right to left, anatomically, is my pen light, my highlighter, and then I go red, blue, and black, um, and 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 that way, just by tactile sensation, I can keep eye contact with people, and I know exactly what I'm going for. You know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at Mr. Jones, and I'm gonna, I'm reaching right for my highlighter, I'm reaching right for my red or my blue, and you know, I, I can go through my whole color coordination system, but that's not what this is about. Behind that, I have my Maxwell's which I think everybody here has at least heard about, if not, is also a white coat essential. And I think it should be a, a huge essential. So Maxwell's is basically tells you everything you need to know about all the normal lab values. It's got ACLS algorithms in there. It has note templates, all sorts of stuff. Um, it, oh, the, one of the best things that I use all the time is the dermatome maps because no one can remember those. Um, and, and that's actually really helpful. And then behind all that, I keep my phone because it's all tucked away and it, uh, it it's kind of hidden there. Um, in my I keep my, my stethoscope in the right coat pocket. I keep my patient lists in the left coat pocket. And um, as residents, I was really excited to see that we had inside pockets. So on my inside left coat pocket, that's where I keep the snacks. That's where the Cliff Bar goes. The that's where the uh, trail mix goes. And, you know, if I'm feeling naughty, <laughs> that's where the the M&Ms go, the Twix, the Snickers. And uh, that's been more so what's been in that pocket of late.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It just keeps me going. Was it my turn? I th- Okay. Yeah, any- now, we're, now we're introducing Ted Hodges' White okay. Coat Pocket.
2: So... I'm actually kind of in the same boat as Matt. I'm not a huge wearer of my white coat mm. that often. I wear it to round because it feels like it's kind of the convention at our institution, I feel like and you everyone need your has their on. You everyone need all has your stuff. Them on. Well, I can kind of keep the stuff that I need on my person, like mm. otherwise. Okay. So I'll kind of go through. I'll actually I can take you piece by piece through what I have on right oh, now because yeah. this yeah. is
0: kind of this is my. Standard work uniform. Ted, Ted is in his work uniform minus the bow tie, uh, which we've discussed before. Matt and I are, are, are wearing our comfy clothes, just uh, to paint a picture for you. I keep my
2: Vanderbilt and my VA ID attached to my shirt pocket. Mm. I have two black pins. Uh, I also have my pin light. Oh, wow. And then I, like John, keep my keep my iPhone in my shirt pocket. Yeah. And then I usually have a pack of gum. Mm. That's pretty important for the and wards. And that's all
0: in the shirt pocket.
2: That's all in the shirt pocket.
0: You don't want to be digging, digging through your pants pockets during rounds. It's unprofessional. It's inefficient. And it's way too much distance to and reach all the way down there, get something, put it all the way back. And then, aside from that, if... I'm on rounds, I keep my
2: stethoscope in my left white coat pocket, but Mm. otherwise it hangs around my neck the rest of the day, Yeah, and then I keep my list in my back left pants pocket, and you've got all you need. Mm. You're you're mobile, you're feeling light and airy, you're not weighed
0: down. That does sound good. I could be convinced. I
1: could be convinced. Maybe one day. So yeah, write us in, um, coats or no coats. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so I guess we got a split decision here, even within the house. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All right, and we had one other question um, from one of our listeners who was asking how does you know he's in a relationship with someone? He's not in medicine, but who? But he's dating someone who is an in current intern now, and was asking you know how to make that relationship work. And I'm not really qualified to answer that because I, I'm just trying to eat my wheat bread before it molds. <laughs> but uh, we, we, ha- we this person actually, since writing to us around day one of intern year, he, without, without consulting us or hearing our final opinion on it and having mm. a chance to answer it, he already proposed to her and they're engaged. Yeah, Congratulations. I mean that's one way to do it. Yeah, that worked. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think he figured it out. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, let's
0: back up. Let's. I think we missed something big here, and that is, that is the best way to make it. Work. Yeah,
1: no, it was a good call.
0: It was a great call.
1: Congratulations, by the way. We're happy for both of you. And very exciting. One. What? What's the country? What's the country that he's in right now?
2: Greetings to the people of Kyrgyzstan.
1: Yes. Greetings. So, we, we have listeners out in Alabama. We have listeners out in Kyrgyzstan. How many <laughs> podcasts can say that? Um, I literally
0: think only us. We don't have much more listeners than that. There's a lot concentrated around our parents' h- hometowns. <laughs> but, other you know, <laughs> I don't think we have a lot of people in, like, you know, Wyoming that are listening to this. And if you are, please write in. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Well, <laughs> until next time. You know, I,
0: I love this. You know, I feel like everybody out there... So I, I've been told by my friends that, you know, this is half sad but kind of half cool, is that, you know, I've had friends tell me... um you know, I, we love listening to your podcasts. not because it's cool or insightful or we learn anything from it or it's entertaining or that you're funny. Um, it's mainly, it's it's the one of the only ways we actually can hear your voice. Because, <laughs> like, I, they've tried to call me and I, I'm always busy or something during the day and I try to get back to them and you, you hit phone tag, but... It's like their surefire way of like listening to what's going on in my life. And I, I'm glad that we get to do this and, and uh kind of distribute it to those like all our close friends. So it's really kinda cool. But um hopefully hopefully it's really not as bad as uh they've told me it is. <laughs> they actually like it. They like it. They've actually been asking, they've been they've been wanting more. All right. So this is uh, episode five? This is episode five, which means you can now get episode five, four, three, and maybe two, depending on the uh, duration of those episodes, on uh, your podcast station. Um, we will be opening up a GoFundMe account to get some more online storage so we can have all of the episodes. Uh, we're talking at least 12000 twelve dollars a year i think for the domain name by itself so we will you know we'll be working on that um if you guys have any suggestions any questions please write in post podcast at gmail.com again not post paul not post podcast one um and you know keep listening keep writing in we love talking with you guys and we'll see you next time